The Clemson Tigers dropped six spots in the college football playoff rankings, which is wild. But what are the implications does that mean for the ACC? Does Drake May actually deserve Heisman conversations? Want to talk about that. And then weekly reads and rankings with A.J. Black from Locked On Boston College. You know how we do. Let's get it started. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, guys? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by AJ Black each and every week from Locked On Boston College. And today is no different. We are coming to you live on this Tuesday evening for a Wednesday show. But nonetheless, we want to give some of our fans who like to do things a little bit early a swing at it. This episode of Locked On ACC is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's matchups between all of your favorite ACC uh superheroes here right here on sling sling the tv you love for a price you'll love try it today aj how are you feeling bouncing back here after a very difficult week of football but nonetheless we're having good weeks of basketball hey yeah i mean uh didn't expect much from football got a little bit of offense from bc and uh that's fun at least but hey basketball it, it, it felt good to actually have a positive watching prince of league bc's four star forward hit a game spot yeah with 0.9 seconds left in his in his open uh first game collegiately it was that it was fun it was fun yeah. watching that game a thousand percent and welcome to being a basketball school i don't know if you're familiar like i've been here around the block where it, come november we're pretty much all in when it comes to basketball so just just welcome I, it's it's hard road but you know it, it gets easier as it goes just so just so you know that yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All right. As we mentioned here at the top of the show, Clemson has fallen to the 10th spot here in the college football playoff rankings. They were number four heading into week 10. And after week 10, losing to Notre Dame, they are not in the top spots anymore. Not even in contention, really, or in the fight, dropping all the way to number 10. AJ, when you saw these rankings come out and you saw Clemson falling at the top 10 level and basically out of contention for college football playoffs. What were your thoughts or initial thoughts around their ranking? I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. If you look at, at what happened last week and combine it with how their, their strength of schedule completely collapsed. Mm -hmm. I mean, their big win for the season going into last weekend was their win against wake forest. Wake forest does not look like a top. I mean, they're not a top 20 team anymore. Yeah. I don't know what happened to Wake Forest, but they're not there anymore. Uh, and you go out there and you get you you, don't, you not only lose, but you get you get your butt kicked by Notre Dame. <laughs> There's and levels to this. <laughs> there is, yeah. It, it and it wasn't just like I mean, it was kind of like what happened with Tennessee. Tennessee goes out there and Georgia smokes them. Yeah, but Georgia, you knew is a is a known commodity. Notre Dame is is not where Georgia is, right? Yeah. So what happens because of that? Clemson's going to get punished for it, and and rightfully so. There is, as we've said on this podcast all year long, the the line, uh, the 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 area of margin of error for for the ACC is razor thin. 
Yeah. And all it takes is one bad loss. And that's what exactly what happened this week. And, and, and Clemson's going to pay the price for it. Absolutely. And even for Alabama, who has two losses, they're still ninth ahead of Clemson when it all boils down to it, which is crazy to me. But when you think about the way, you know, the landscape looks of an SEC loss, two SEC losses versus one, really not even conference loss for Clemson. It's the scale is a whole lot different. But I think there needs to be more credit given to Marcus Freeman and how he's turned that that team around for Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean, you if if we're talking about programs that were left for dead Notre Dame (laughs) about three weeks ago would have been on that you know what I mean like everyone was like oh what's up with Marcus Freeman this is the wrong fire everyone wanted him fired how could you let Brian Kelly go blah 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 Mm -hmm. and you know just like a lot of things people have no patience to let things kind of evolve and you know he looks every bit the 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 coach that they hoped he was going to be it just took a little while yeah. and that's what happens when you lose like they had no quarterback and <laughs> it just took a while for them to kind of just get that evolved and so I, and I by, think, well I was going to say and by a while you mean three games into the season because like it's crazy to me that we live in an age where you know after not even a full year of being a head coach it's already like oh he's not the guy he lost two games oh he's not the guy like, we give no time for people to just figure some things out like literally not it's insane. Right. Right. It's so true. Like college football, especially in the blue bloods. Yeah. There's just no margin of error before they just cut bait and go on to the next guy. You have to be perfect with 18 and 22 year olds, which is insane. But, you know, maybe this is a nod. I actually was at work today and worked with a guy who's getting who has a bunch of players, one of which is going to Boston College. And I was talking to him. I was like, I really hope they give Halfley a little more time. Maybe (laughs) maybe we get a little more nod. I know the AD gave them a nod. Maybe give Halfley just a couple more paces. But, you know, you know, with all the things that are going on with the school, it just seems like. Again, it's so hard to be a head coach in college football, especially power five football. Oh, I oh totally. And yeah. I, I gotta be careful with what I say because my fan base will just murder me for saying <laughs> it. Um, but I, you know, with Halfley, like th- yeah, there was some there's some questionable in-game stuff that's gone on, but elephant in the room, you lost five of your offensive linemen from last year replaced them and then lost four of those guys. You've lost nine offensive linemen Mm. in the span of 12 months. And as much as you don't want to say that's the issue with BC, that's the issue with BC. Yeah. (laughs) Like a thousand percent. And I've, I've made the point all year long that that issue bled into every other aspect of that team. When you have that much, that much of a problem, but nope, folks are and and I get it because I'm I'm kind of I, I see some of the cracks in his veneer too. But mm-hmm. like some folks are just done, you know. They call him Jeff Half Hapless, and they're just they're just done with him. And I'm like, hey, guys, you know, he I it is a major issue what happened with BC, and you can't just because of the way college sports are, no one wants to hear that. They're like, well, yeah. they, he should have just done X, Y, and Z instead, and that should have been the issue. Yeah, everyone right. everyone wants you to make magic out of mud. Like, that's just the way it goes in college yep. sports. Yeah, 100%. All right, Clemson is number 10. North Carolina is number 15. NC State's number 16. Florida, State's no- Florida State is 23 in the college football playoff rankings as of right now. So we have two top 15 teams, which is great. We have four top 25 teams for those who are keeping track and keeping along. You know, welcome Florida State, who's turning things around for themselves as well with a bludgeoning 
against Miami. And I think it makes it better for you when we talk about these bottom five teams here in just a second. And you don't have to have the worst team. You know, maybe that's maybe that's a positive, AJ. We find we find that to be positive. Okay, maybe not. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> It's always a good sign when we can ha- when we can enjoy our teams not being the worst. But guys, if you thought about securing your home with home security but haven't been putting it off, you'll want to listen up right now. Locked on ACC fans, I want you to order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. And here is why I love it. I love the idea of being safe in my home whenever I have to leave for a long weekend of work. I know that I can come home and simply Safe has me covered. Simply Safe was named the best home security of system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report a third for a third year in a row. In an emergency, 24/7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real, so you can get police priority police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash there it is slash URL today. This is your biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Simply Simply Safe spelled S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E. We're rocking and rolling with AJ Black here of Locked On Boston College going over weekly reads and rankings. Clemson is number 10 in the college football playoffs, but they may be number one still in our hearts, but we'll find that out towards the end of the show. Right now, we are going to talk about the fact that the top 10 or the top bottom five, excuse me, bottom five, bottom five teams that need a little help and a little love are coming from AJ's weekly reads and rankings. So let's start with number five. Who is the worst team right now here in the ACC? I'm looking right at him right now, uh, the Boston College Eagles. Still? And, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I um, thought you would have given it to Miami, but that's fine. No, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna crap on Miami on this one, just because. <laughs> I, I just, you know, you look at all the statistics for BC right now. They're yeah. dead last in a, a lot of big time things, and um, on on Friday they had their chance. You know. Mm-hmm. They were able to score some points. Emmett Moorhead looked like he is going to be a serviceable replacement. While Jeff Hathley just keeps talking about Phil Dracovic, and I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to see Emmett Moorhead try this stuff out. But, B, I mean, it's not going to get any easier for BC. Like, yeah. they've for the rest of the season. They've got um, NC State, Notre Dame, and Syracuse. They're not winning any of those games. It could be Syracuse. Syracuse is struggling without their quarterback, you know. <sighs> I guess. And, and no I, Garrett Williams, you know, on defense. Like, you know, but the maybe. mob is still the mob. Okay, I get you. I get you. I get you. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, it's just very – the the vibes around the program are very negative right now. Yeah. Um. Just And as I mentioned, like, you know, they, they let up – I mean, they made Riley Leonard look like, you know, Lamar Jackson out there. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I think I either their offensive line gets away with really good holding or he's just really that good because he always seems to find some holes. A very good offensive line for Duke. I yeah. have to say that. Like I th- not not to to you know BC had issues with tackling, but their offensive sure. line was very good. Yep. Number four, who do we have? There's Miami. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't you can't only put up three points against a rival. That's just not allowed. Nope. You can't do that. And, you know, they had 
And I have to admit, I did not watch this game. I I enjoyed my weekend of, you know, not watching bad ACC football. Once Friday night That's was fair. over, I was like, That's fair. you know what? There's some really good games on Saturday night. I can watch Clemson. I can watch that Georgia game. I can watch Alabama. Great games. I am not watching Miami and Florida State. Don't and blame I, me. I, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of folks out there, and Drizzy Drake is probably very excited about how badly his Seminoles smashed Miami. Yeah. But, you know, we talked about in our first segment the lack of um, forgiveness that, that folks have for, in college football and the, the need for immediate uh, results. Yeah. And Miami is going to be a perfect example of that. Has to. Because everyone wanted them to be the, the ACC coastal champion because they had Tyler Van Dyke and this great coaching staff and they're a complete mess. Mm -hmm. They're a mess right now. And when you have guys like that, when you bring in Mario Cristobal from Oregon and you bring in, you know, um, steel and, and, and and Josh Gaddis and all these other guys, I, I, you have to give them a little time, but it feels like they're already done in, in course with this coaching staff, which is nuts. Well, it's crazy because they were literally so hype about the coaching staff going into the season. Like, oh, we got all these dogs. Like, oh, we're just so good, blah, 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 blah. And then you realize that it takes time and adjustment. As our friend Paco 305 is saying, we can laugh now, but we'll probably be crying later when Miami is so dominant. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. And – there's a little humor in Miami that just thought, you know, for a program that thought they were just going to immediately snap their fingers and be a blue blood again. But I don't know. I just don't, I don't see it with them right now. And go ahead, yell at me in the comments section, folks, because I'm ready. I'm ready for it. No doubt. All right. Number three team that is one of the lowest here in the ACC would be UVA. Um, th this is this is a battle between the, you know, three and two are going to be the two. Uh, Virginia schools. And I went with Virginia UVA a little bit lower here, uh, but it, it, it's just a smidgen. So let's just talk about the Virginia and Virginia Tech kind of in the same breath here, because the bottom four schools in the ACC are just a giant mess right now. Yeah. And it's hard to distinguish how bad the, the, the situations are in it, with the Cavaliers and the Hokies, but they're both just so bad. <laughs> and I I don't know like what the answer is in either program. And you have two first time head coaches. Unlike Mario Cristobal, they're neither of them are proven commodities. You don't know what Tony Elliott or Brett Pry are going to turn into here. But one sure. or both could yeah. be players. We don't know that. But but the early early signs from both are, are scary bad, and yeah. it's gonna take a, <laughs> it's gonna take a while for both of those teams to take themselves out. You know, I think that it ultimately comes down to the fact that there's been so much other things going on, and maybe our bigger branded like a Miami struggling so hard that we haven't been had the time to really say, "Oh, Tony Elliott's doing bad too," or "Oh, Brent Pry is doing just as bad too." If you listen to Monday's show with Kenton Gibbs, though, he gave Pry a good one because he said that the reality of the situation is. It's, it's looking bleak, and I don't know if he's the guy. Now, sometimes you need someone to just turn it around. I think Fuente, you know, really did them a number in, and that's why they're struggling. They're having to get back 
on a little bit more of tradition or a little bit more to what made Virginia Tech so good to begin with to start to have that rich tradition and all that Beamer energy. And I think they just need to give him time. But like we said, people don't want time. They want wins. And I don't blame them. However, you got to realize that you're working with 18 to 22 year olds, maybe 23 at best. But listen, those people are nuts. We all know what we were like when 18 to 23. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> kids, kids are crazy. And yeah. I, I can't imagine having to be in charge of 80 to five of them Yeah, and try them from doing stupid stuff on campus and, and keeping their head clear and focused. It's a master motivator type job there. And, um, you know, it's not easy. <laughs> not, it's not getting better. All right. We got number two on the teams that are struggling the most here in the ACC. So that was, uh, so two, this is number two. one. Oh, okay. Number one. Cause Sorry. Virginia, was, Virginia Tech. Kind of, okay. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I hear you. Together. I hear you. And you know what? I looked real long and hard at who I was going to pick for this next spot. And I debated. It's got to be between two Atlantic schools. And it's two teams that are falling like a rock right now. It's going to either be, for me, Syracuse or Wake Forest. And I'm going to honestly, because of injuries not used down here, I'm putting Wake Forest down here. Mm. Because their their collapse has been abysmal. Yeah. Abysmal. Like they're playing (laughs) awful football. (laughs) And all the nice things I said about Sam Hartman a couple weeks ago as being the best. (laughs) I I don't know where he's his head has gone, but yeah, it it, you know, they've gone from you know, we gotta get Clemson in 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 Wake Forest in the in the championship game with what is to what has gone on with with Wake Forest and injuries aren't the issue. There's something else going on there and I just can't figure it out. It's a head game to me. It has always been a head game for Wake Forest. Like when I have seen them collapse against UNC, I'm like, this is all mental because you have the horse in the stable. You have the talent. You have a good coaching staff. You guys don't make mistakes like that. What is happening? You are becoming undone for yourself. Like it, you're doing this all to yourself. Nobody is tricking off like – UNC has plenty of times been like, yeah, go ahead and win this one, big guy. And you're like, ah, nah, 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 you got it. You got it. Go ahead and do do what you do. Make it, make a shake. And so I'm sitting here saying to myself, it has to be a mental head game, which listen, do your thing. I'm not knocking anybody, but maybe it's time for a change. And by change, I mean, change of offensive leadership, change in defensive leadership, where you got to have more consistent guys. Like I think Bothory was supposed to be the guy and listen, they're doing their best. But you want to have all-around sound ball and Wake Forest. The fact that we can even complain about Wake Forest in this way shows that they're improving, right? Because I remember when I, there was a time when nobody gave a damn about Wake Forest football. Well, not in the same sense that they do now. But let's maybe you know give a little, extend a little grace. But that's hard here. Yeah, it's hard. I, it's hard to give grace around here. No, it's not. Yeah, this is that's the theme of this episode. Is there's no grace for anybody. <laughs> It's 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 you win now or, or we're gonna slam you. <laughs> about a thousand and three percent. All right, we gotta talk about the best schools here and also talk about the best quarterback, arguably here in the entire country. But first, can we pause for a second? Okay, we pause. Great, because you gotta try this. I'm talking about Bill Bar's new reimagined flavors: cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, and coconut brownie topper. White chocolate peppermint granola. It's Bilt's take on the granola bar so it's more filling and it's still insanely tasty and candy cane brownie puff built puffs are like biting into universe's most delicious cloud first off anyone who hasn't tried built bars before they're literally the best tasting protein bars ever 
built. I'm not kidding. There will be a time before you tried these new built flavors. In the magical, wonderful time afterwards, you're probably wondering which new flavors are my favorite. And unanswerable question to say the least, because I truly enjoy just about all of them, all covered in 100% real chocolate. They're all unbelievable and they're all different. So you can order a mixed box and try all five flavors for yourself today. Built, you got to try this. Get 15% off your order by using promo code LOCKEDON15 at built.com. So wrapping up the show here with AJ Black of Locked On Boston College, a lot to talk about on Locked On ACC because there's so many good schools and there's five of them that do the damn thing and they are certainly pulling themselves away here in the conversation. And number five school that is doing it well would be AJ. The My number five team, the team that's doing well for the ACC is going to be Louisville. Okay, yeah, let's I'm, give them one up for them. I like that. Pressed. Yeah, And I go back to my question as a team, as someone covering, how the hell did this team lose to Boston College? (laughs) (laughs) We call them the fighting Satterfields here on this show because they have been going hard for their boy. And, you know, I think that's a difference when you talk about Halfley and potentially keeping his job or losing his job is you don't see necessarily the fight from the players and wanting to tighten up, get things back on you know, back in a row and fly yep. right and all the all the things that, you know, the magical words that we say to get teams to bounce back. And it's not seen from Boston College or some, uh, you know, some other teams around here, Virginia Tech and Virginia. But with Louisville, they are probably the most improved from like a really shaky start team to me this season. Yeah, absolutely. And it, we're, they've gone from a team that, you know, we were talking about Satterfield getting fired to I honestly think that they could win against Clemson this weekend. Yeah. I think, I think, I think they're, yeah. they're at that. Spot. They're playing that hot right now. Yeah. Emotionally. They, they, want, emotionally. they, have, the best, they have the best defense. They have the best defense in the ACC, which is insane given what the talent that Clemson has. <laughs> right. And the fact that Clemson just, I think has probably taken a gut punch when you are, always play for a college football playoff every year. And now the opportunity is really, you know, gone from you. The maybe, maybe the motivation isn't quite as, you know, high as it could be. Who knows? Right. You know, which is not good for the ACC, but here we are. All right, number four. My number four is going to be Florida State. We talked about them crushing Miami, which has got to get everyone, you know, in the garnet and gold feeling good. The about. fighting Norvells. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> whatever is working for coaches who are on the hot seat, as much as we've talked about coaches on the hot seat this season, some every clearly the players are like not so fast in some at some schools. Yeah, and to get a good win like that and then to look at their schedule, I mean, they've they've got uh Syracuse, Louisiana and Florida. The Florida game is going to be good. I think that's yeah. going to be a good game this year. Um, 100%. And then I, I think they, they, given the 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 state of the program, I think they're going to beat Syracuse. Yep. And they they could easily be an eight or nine win team this season, and that's that's the trajectory that you wanted, right? I yeah. can't imagine any Florida State. Well, I can I can imagine there's Florida State fans out there that are being unreasonable about this, but saying that after what you've seen to go from what was it six wins last year or five wins to nine wins, yeah, that's the that's and the direction you want your program to go so that's a success that that's all you can say this is a successful season and they're they're going they're trending right where they should be things we love to see all right number three all right my number is uh, i i i was debating a bit a bit about this one and i am going to put 
the Duke Blue Devils here. I, I want to give some props again. Okay. Uh, um, and I'm, I'm going to be a little high on them this 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 week. They are bowl eligible. Hello. And I could have flipped them with Florida State. I probably should have. But <laughs> I, I, I'm going to use my recency bias watching this team and saying, okay, yeah. they, they've got something there. They have absolutely no defense, as we saw. <laughs> they let up 31 points against a BC team that let up tw- that got 21 points combined the three weeks before. That's yeah. a bit concerning. Yeah. Especially when you get Mike Elko, who um, is a defensive minded coach. But you know what? That, you know, Duke's a, Duke's a, Duke's a program. They take time to build that. Mm-hmm. What impressed me with, with Duke is their offense and they off yeah. their offensive line and what they were able to put together um, offensively. And they're bowl eligible. And I want to throw them on here because of that. Yeah. Because this is a team, and I, and Cass, I want to give you props because you nailed this right at the beginning of the season that most people wrote off for dead, like that it's going to take them a long time. You said, don't sleep on them. They're out there with six wins already and they're looking good. They're a good looking program. They've got an identity and Riley Leonard um, is not the most impressive throwing quarterback, but he does what he needs to do to to win games in their smart football team. And that's, 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 that's from the coaching down that they, they play smart football. I couldn't have said it better myself, AJ. I think ultimately, like, they just do the fundamentals, right? They do what they yep. need. They go out there. They do their job. It's not that flashy, right? You saw it yourself. It's not like, yep. oh, every single player, like, ooh, who's going to be the playmaker this time? Like, it's not like that. But they move that damn ball. Like, they keep they keep progressing. They stay out on the field. Like, they frustrate defenses. And that's all you want from an offense at the end of the day is frustrate them enough to get to that end zone and score a couple touchdowns. So, right. we'll, and, there it is. <laughs> and as, as much as BC's offense was clicking at, at points, it their defense made some stands and that's all it took. And, yep. and that and then once that offense was just grinding BC down, there was no chance for BC to come back. And as I, as you mentioned, like they didn't, sh- they had zero turnovers. Yeah. Like that's going to win you games right there. They had zero turnovers and, and that, you know, a team like BC needed a, a turnover or two to win that. And Duke was like, Nope, we're not doing that. And that got them the win. thousand percent agree all right number two i'm gonna put clemson here i'm dropping them out my number one okay let's go we love some change on this show all right clemson you know it's been real it's been fun but it ain't been real fun i like when we shake things up around here and i think that the tigers definitely have taken themselves out of conversation it's just crazy and this goes back to our conversation that again, I go back to some of the things that we brought up in the preseason are starting to bloom here. When I said that I remember going back, if you go back in the, in the records and see what we said, I said when, when Tony Elliott and Brent Venables left, I thought Clemson needed to go outside of the program to get coordinators. They didn't do that. They just hired from within mm-hmm. and it looks like the team's stagnant. Now they don't, when you have, I'm going to say this again. When you have a defense as deep, I mean, their defense is insane. The talent that they have the team and yep. let up what 30 something points to Clem to Notre Dame. 35. That, that's unacceptable. Yeah. You know, you, you have, you know, you go to the list, miles, miles Murphy, Brian priest. You've got guys that are out, but even with guys out, I know Xavier Thomas is out for the year now. There's too much talent there to do that. Yeah. And I think the the big elephant in the room as well is that there's an issue with Clemson and recruiting that no one's talking about mm. or people aren't talking enough about where this is a program for years 
that brought in elite weapons, whether it was DeAndre Hopkins mm -hmm. or uh, Travis Etienne or, you know, all these big time Mike Williams, you name these wide receivers that they have. And you yeah. look at what they have now. Will Shipley is nice. He's <laughs> he's a five-star recruit, but he doesn't seem to look like one on the field yeah, uh, consistently. And that's an issue. And I don't know. I just, they don't seem, they don't seem to have that, that elite edge to them. And I don't know what Dabo is going to have to do about it, but I, I've got, as I said earlier, I have them on big time upset alert against Louisville. I think Louisville, as long as Malik Cunningham, I heard he possibly had a hand injury. As long as he's healthy um, after get, after a, a, mo a big time drubbing that they received last week, you know, it's going to be a put up or shut up game for Clemson. And I'm not sure they can put up a thousand percent. And you know what? It's just Clemson isn't feared. It's almost mm -hmm. like Alabama a little bit. They're not feared as they once were. They people feel like they have a chance, which at some time, at some point, a couple of years back, you were like, oh, listen, let's just get out here, do our best boys, get some highlight if you can. But now it's like, oh, yeah, there's an absolute shot. There, There's some head games going on with DJ, knowing that you got Cade right there. And I hate that it's all become about DJ because it's it's not only on him. Like, he can only throw to so many people that have to catch the ball or, you know, that offensive line has to create the holes for your running backs. It just – the defense can only do so much when they're, when they're injured. But we say next man up, and it just feels like, I don't know, the target's on the back. But I will say – Dabo Sweeney loves nothing more than to play victim, and he loves no, nothing more oh, than yeah. to be the, nothing more than to be the underdog. So if there was ever a fire under the belly, being number ten has been the ultimate fire under said belly, and they could still, with two weeks left, change things. Crazier things have happened. I think TCU is going to wet the bed, but that's just me. I don't I don't see them being the top four when it's all said and done. But who knows? Who knows? A lot, a lot. So there's still plenty of football left. All right, number one, who we got? I, I'm going to shoot myself for picking this because I, I've done this show with you for two years now, a year and a half now. And I, I know I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm, I'm putting the UNC Tar Heels. Drake as, Baker Heisman. Yep. Um, <laughs> and I forget who I saw. Um, it was a national analyst that said if, if the if he was eligible now, Drake may would be the, the number one draft pick in college football. Ooh. And absolutely he would. I mean, he is that guy. He's the guy. He is, you know, we all talked about how the Tar Heels were going to move on from Sam Howell. And not only did they move on from Sam Howell, they found a guy, arguably, I'm going to say this, that seems to be at, a, at an elite level. Like, this, this guy is, yeah. is is better. 31 hey. touchdowns, three interceptions. Um. That's pretty good. I don't know. It's it's, it's slight. Like that's that's. I don't even think that's like oh Sam's level. That's elevation. And Sam was good as hell. And I still think we've elevated our game and got someone better. That's crazy. And he's a he's a true freshman. Yeah, he's got um, a long way to go. And I feel like the team really loves him. Like there's something about Sam to where they they liked him. They tolerate him. Big Sam. He's a quiet one. He does the work. But like Drake's also the one that can back it up with the you know tough talk that he kind of gives that Thanksgiving game versus NC State is going to be a good one. That with MJ Moore's now he's developing right now. Yep. I'm excited to see that matchup. Yep. And and just so everyone knows, uh NC State was just off the edge of mine. Um <laughs> and, all the pack fans who are gonna get in your tail. <laughs> yep. They'll, they'll get they they'll, they'll get my recency bias next week after they beat BC by 24 <laughs> points. 
point. So <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, they are a top 25 team nonetheless, and there's a lot of good football left here and there's great basketball, even better happening for the rest of the week. And we'll have Alex Dono for trap game Thursday, as well as Jersey Drake for locked on giving you the best bets here for week 11. I cannot believe we're almost through football. It feels like it flies and I'm so excited about it, but AJ, it's always a pleasure to have you here on the show. Can you please remind these folks of where they can find you, follow your work? Yes, I am uh, the host of Locked On Prince of Ligby. Now I'm pr- locked on Boston College. <laughs> and uh, if you haven't seen it, it was a great, great play to end the game last year, yesterday for BC basketball. Check that out. Um, but I am the host of Locked On BC. I talk about BC football and basketball five days a week. You can check out my work there. I'm also the editor and publisher of 247 Sports, Eagle Insider. We've got a lot of stuff going up about this weekend's game against the Pack. And, um, yeah, and, and as a plug, I'm going to be on with Kenton on Thursday doing a crossover episode talking about the Wolfpack and BC game. I'm sure folks are not going to want to miss that one, so make sure to check that out wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. We love when we have some crossover episodes from our Locked On ACC friends, guys. From For Candace Cooper and AJ Black, we hope you come back next week, and until next time. <laughs>